Hola. Welcome to episode 53 of Word to Your Mama. If you're new here, if you're first timers, let me give you a little insight as to what Word to Your Mama is. It's a podcast about the life of a Latinx mama, that's me, and the lives of her amazing multicultural tribe. A celebration of shared experiences navigating this dynamic world. There'll be special guests, mad laughs, and absolutely no BS. Nah, B is our motto. Hosted by me, Ritzy P. Segments by the Supernatural Bear. That's, that's my little man's. Other than that, this podcast will be explicit. Please believe it. Today we have Lilian Rivera, an amazing writer. She's here to talk about her latest book, We Light Up the Sky. But we start off the conversation trying to figure out our route for our ironic love of Law and & Order and Law & Order SVU. It soothes us, right? But it's like cops. <laughs> it, it's this whole thing. And then how she loves challenging herself by writing different genres and she kills it each time. She, you know, never wanted to stay in the same lane. We talk about her writing her um, graphic novel for DC, which is Unearth, a Jessica Cruz story. How it was having one of her babies, one of her books, for the first time be based out, you know, in L.A. But with We Light, we light Up the Sky and how infusing the impact of COVID into her latest book, how she was able to do that, but without re-traumatizing young folks. Uh, also, how these past couple of years have been enlightening, to say the least, to show us who are the real ride or dies. And we also touch upon her per very personal essay that came out last year that was very powerful. Um, it's called Talking to My Family About Colorism is an Act of Love. And don't forget, we got some amazing questions and comments from the audience, including one from Kano, the mild-mannered hooligan. And, you know, when you listen to it, if you're listening to it and you're a powers that be that can make our dreams happen, then let's do this spinoff thing. You'll understand later when you listen to the episode of Dos Mujeres Un Chinito. All right, let's get into it. Why? Why does I don't you mentioned Law and Order. Why does it soothe me? It's like some fucked up shit. Like for you, oh, is it New York? I don't know. But for me, it's just like, it calms me down. Like I need a channel where it's, I know there's channels that it's kind of almost on 24 seven, but I yeah. need a 24 seven law and order SVU 24 <laughs> seven. It calms me down here that dun dun and the way it sounds and the noise of this. I don't know. It calms me the fuck down. It can be Why is that? Like, it's so weird. It's so, it's so horrible. It's like so stereotypical, like law enforcement using. People of color, you know, exactly. stereotypes of our people. And at the same time, I'm like, fucking defund the police. And the same time, I'm like law and order all day, Stabler, Benson, Tutuola. <laughs> and it's like, if you know anyone who's an actor who lives in New York, they have been on that show. Yeah. It's, 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 it. a, it's a rite of passage. And everyone <laughs> talks about it. Like, if you're from New York, like, oh, I was dead body number two. <laughs> I was I, prostitute I you, number five. My brother, you know, who I, I rarely speak about my brother, but he has been on that show. Yeah, I remember seeing, I'm like, is that? 
you got to do it though. And then it's funny to look like later on, like, especially when I'm watching, like I had the season's over and I need it in my life and I'm jonesing, right? So I was like, oh, I got to look at the, you know, the, the reruns and I'll watch the reruns and I'll be like, oh shit, I forgot Homeboy was in there when he was 12 or when right. he wasn't famous. You're like, oh, he was the drug. He was a serial <laughs> killer kid. <laughs> That's the thing. You're just like, oh, I know it is. But it is a soothing thing that whenever I'm in a hotel, I'm like, click, click, click. Like just, I'm like, what channel is Law and Order? So I know I'm okay. TNT, USA. <laughs> the go-to this is the go-to and forget about a holiday they're playing that shit 24 fucking seven and i'm all about it (laughs) so weird i don't get it it's so weird but we you know i talked about it on the nerd out once and i was trying to find my root what it was and i think you and i talked about it maybe maybe like on a thread or something with with uh uh nabi productions lmc (laughs) por vida but my root my root is i used to watch when i was little perry mason Oh, that's so interesting. I've never seen Perry Mason before. I remember I was four and it was um, that one show. Andy Griffith show. Oh, <laughs> Andy right. Griffith show. So it was, I was four years old. wasn't in school yet. And my mom and I, I remember we were like on welfare. So all every day for lunch, I'd have Campbell's chicken noodle soup with the, uh, you know, those fake yellow cheese with mayo on white bread. And it, she would half it up for me. And I'd sit in front of the black and white TV kids. <laughs> and this was like the 70s, right? Yes. The eight, 70s, 80s. And I would, Andy Griffith, like like clockwork, it was my shit. Andy Griffith Show, and then this was Perry Mason. I don't know oh, what was happening, funny. but Perry Mason was, he was in the courtroom. And I was like, that's my, that's my, that's my route. I, you know, I mean, for me, I guess it would have been, this is way back in the day, but my parents would watch Beretta. Oh, CC with the with the with the uh, the the bird. the bird. I don't know. It wasn't a parrot, but it was a cockatoo. Right. <laughs> so my parents would watch it. We were too young, and we weren't supposed to be watching it because it was past our bedtime. But I would watch, listen to the song of it. Yeah. And then, so then, I was really I was into that, and maybe that has to do with why I like. Yeah, I like it, Columbo and I like SUV, yep, you yeah. know, Law and Order. It's that it's that uh, procedural <laughs> cop drama and shit. So when the so when the new Perry Mason came out, I was like, what, what is this? Oh, that's right. Because it was on HBO. Yeah, I watched some episodes. It was it was, it was good. So I was like, is it was this good. Perry Mason. It? But I was it like, was I, not- I was like, whoa, shit, there's a whole backstory of Perry Mason. He was like, you know multifaceted and all kinds of shit and I was like but then no idea it wasn't until the end that they when he was like in the courtroom and I was like oh that yeah. makes sense and then when they played the actual song forget it but my four-year-old self I was going crazy I was like there it is and that was, I was a like, good that was a good series but I had forgotten that it was connected to Perry Mason I was just like oh they're just trying to change it up yeah no it was like telling the beginning story and I appreciate it I was like oh okay and I was like that's my room so anyways law and order we love it. It soothes us. It could be some fucked up shit, but we love it. I don't know what it is. It, it is what it is. That's it another is what one, it is. one of the reasons why we connect. So Lillian, <laughs> l- let's start off, even though we started, let's start off with how are you doing? Almost I'm good. I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm good. I am 
just um how did I say this handling my business is that <laughs> just taking care of stuff and <laughs> maintaining <laughs> it's weird it's weird because you know I have a book come out and then I'm just like I'm promoting so I'm promoting and I'm just like I have events and events are happening and stuff and I'm like I see the light at the end where I'm not going to be doing that you know and that's yeah. always exciting <laughs> and speaking of before because I definitely want to talk about your book but I also want to talk about other stuff because you know everyone you've been doing this whole tour thing and it's the mm -hmm. same thing same things little variations mm -hmm. you know except the, the lip bar I love the lip bar one because it's you know it's with family and yeah like that and it, I love that one that one was great. I know me too and it was it is it did feel like it I was just having having a get together with with some friends I haven't seen yeah know? that was amazing I love that um <laughs> shout out to the lip bar I always try to make sure I buy your books from there it's like this hit this whole thing that I since the beginning um they're, they're in the Bronx I'll have a link to them so I just wanted to say felicidades on the Amazon bestseller Teen and Why a Magical Realism for Never Look Back. What? <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. I mean, I don't, I I was, yeah, I was surprised that happened. That's really cool. Because that came out last year. Yeah, it came out last year and it's the new, it's uh, the ebook e version and the paperback just came out um, just a couple of weeks ago. So it's, I love that book. I think it's a really special book. So I'm I'm happy when anyone discovers it. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good book. You should read it. <laughs> <laughs> and also it got the um 2021 Pura Belpre honor. Yes. And that was YA cool. Text. Yeah, that's a, like American Library Association. So it's like librarians who selected it, which is also amazing and it's um it was the first time that they were honoring uh uh young adult books it oh, was the I first time they're doing the category that category so that was really cool that I was able to be a part of that like never look back was able to be honored that way because that's I don't know that's a big deal for me it was a big deal <laughs> it's a big deal and also knowing your story I knew it was a big deal also when we looked in I read a book prior to you getting that award about her it was mm -hmm. a children's book, you know? Yes. And she was the first Afro-Latina, first Puerto Rican to be a librarian. Um, and that it was a big deal. I was just like, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm like in awe of the fact that I am associated with her. She's like a trailblazer. Yeah. And then it fits. It all fits. NYC, her, you know, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to say, that you amaze me all the time. You continue to amaze me because, you know, I have friends. We all have friends that, you know, are in our creatives in different forms. And, mm. you know, usually just to keep it a hundred, keep it a buck, you don't usually love everything that your friends do. You right. know, yeah. you support it and you'd be like, oh, okay, then that's cool. Like, that's cool, but maybe it's not my fave or, you know, you don't say that, but, you know. Mm. And so you came you every time you come out with some shit, Lilium, I'm just like, what? She does it again. Right? <laughs> and so, like, like, like I've said before, like, especially on the be best book podcast ever, best book ever podcast. Shout out to 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 Julie. Um, 
I was on there and I was just like, you know, she came out with, you know, the education of Marco Sanchez. I was like her first book. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I was eating it up. And I was like, oh, she's about to come out with another one. And you're thinking like, oh, the sophomoric curse, you know, that people aren't going <laughs> to live to the hype. And, and then the second book, that was like my next fucking favorite shit. And that's the book that I talk about on the podcast. And I was like, how did she do this? And then you come out with another, and then, and then the fucking, um, the, uh, the gold events. I was like, oh, oh yeah. something, you know, the supernatural bear can read. We can read it. Let's read it together for Mimi timers. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, this is mystery. She could do this shit too. Like, I was just, you just keep on killing it and amazing, being amazing. And then I want to talk about other things that you've done too, besides the books. But, you know, how does this happen, Lilia? <laughs> what man I don't I don't know I mean I I just I'm I I think somebody was asking me this the other day I was in a panel and I was just like um whenever I think of a project I'm always thinking like how can I challenge myself and push myself to do something different you know and it's not just because I get bored or anything it's more of like how do I challenge my writing how do I move my craft Mm -hmm. a little bit and and to me it's just like oh I want to write Oh, a mystery. Okay. That sounds cool. I've never run a, written a mystery before. Let me try it. You know, let me, I've read written mysteries before. Okay. What does that look like? Or if I'm going to write a science fiction book, or I'm going to write a dystopian book, I'm like, I've, I'm such a, a huge reader of everything. And so I just want to try, like, I feel like that's, that's the challenge for me is to like, okay, let me try to do something that I might feel uncomfortable and, and maybe a little you know, unaware of the landscape, but I'm going to try, you know, and, and see if, if it works. Cause I'm such a, cause I love writing and I, and I feel like I don't want to just stay in, in, in one lane yeah. the whole time, you know? I love that because I feel, I feel, um, a lot of people in my crew and my different crews, I think we have that. That's a, something that we have in common. Like we're creatives, but you don't want to just get pigeonholed in one thing, but mm-hmm. you know, especially now reading. Um, it, 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 let me just say this: your books are are in the YA genre, but mm-hmm. I keep telling my adult friends, and they love them too. I'm just like, yo, this is just qu- quality writing. Is quality writing? You know what I'm <laughs> saying? It's quality writing, especially in the past eight nine years with the Supernatural Bear. You know the stuff we've been reading together. He continually wants me to read stuff, so I'm reading like quality things. To the, to the point where even he, out, we read this one book and I'm not going to say it's a big mm. bestseller book. And we were just like, what, what is this, this lack of, of language that could be used <laughs> to the point where the supernatural bear was like, oh, is that it's what she just always going to say such and such said, such and such said 20 times in a page. And oh. I was like, I was like, oh, you're picking up on that too. He's like, yeah, why? How come he doesn't, she doesn't write. Um, he does, he doesn't write, um, she exclaimed or she yelled, like he's like giving tips. And then we read the first gold events and he's like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Supernatural bears, like exhibit A. Exhibit A, you know. <laughs> so, you know, like that, that's what I'm saying. I recommend your books to everybody, not just, you know, not just the, the YA for adults, for everybody. So let's talk about the two projects that have come out so far. Okay. And let's talk about 
let's go back. Let's go back to the DC project that you do with the amazing Steph C. It's like oh two Latinas killing it. She's like 20 something. I think she just turned like 25, 24. I don't she know. She is yet. a baby and just so talented. So talented. Mexicana at that mm-hmm. too. So tell I'm us just, about that project and how that came up, but what it's called and how it came about. So I was approached by DC Comics to, um, to come up, you know, they wanted me to write like a graphic novel, which is the one, one of the, the lines that they were doing um, in one of their prints or, and so, you know, I come, you know, I started looking to see who I wanted to do or which character, of course, I wanted to do someone who was Latina, Latine, Latinx. Um, and then we kind of honed into Jessica Cruz. So, um, so the book that came out, which came out this year is called Unearth a Jessica Cruz Story. Um, and Jessica Cruz is part of the Green Lantern kind of universe. And um, this is her story as kind of like her origin story, like her the beginnings of when she's a high schooler dealing with um, just being a you know high school girl, right? Doing great, getting good grades, um, having her friends trying not to like, you know, go to all the parties, but just, you know, just maintaining. <laughs> and then you also learn about her family life and her family. They're, they're undocumented and shows she's kind of like dealing with how to navigate that. Like, do you mm. keep these secrets? You know, will her, her friends, you know, really understand that? Um, and then the worst happens. And so we're dealing, you know, and you see this and she also has to, she goes into this kind of like dreams, dream world of this other realm where these Aztec um, gods and goddesses kind of navigate, you know, give advice, I would say. <laughs> and the illustrations is just amazing. Like so beautiful, so beautiful. So it was cool. It was cool working on that project. So how different is it to work in that style compared to, you know, one of your books because you have to do it? Do Is it what I, I was wanting to know what I didn't ask you via our text was um, you write it first. Illust- mm-hmm. Like when do the illustrations come in? Do you guys work together? How does that go down? I write the script first. So I have to write the first and the script and then uh, we get that like set kind of sort of set in stone the script and then we give we start giving uh Steph we started giving Steph some some um pages you know of the script so she could start working on the illustrations um as I maybe I tweak them or rewrite them a little bit but for the most part it was like the script is kind of done and then she gets it and then she works on it and then we go back and forth with her illustrations and but I mean for the most part I'm just saying like wow (laughs) I'm just like amazing (laughs) so yeah it wasn't anything that I would even you know say like I loved her style and I thought it was really different from all the other books and and really unique like I just felt I was just really so happy because we talked about artists and who to pick, you know, who, who we wanted. And I was really adamant about making sure that we get a Latin um, artists. And mm-hmm. when they discovered uh, Steph, I was just like, ah, oh, here it is. It, good. <laughs> it was good. She was amazing. And so, and then I cut it, cut you out before with the other question and how does it differ when you had it, when you knew it was like, Oh, I'm writing for a graphic novel this time. How does that differ from writing, say, like, you know, we light up the sky? Oh, man. I mean, I'm just. I'm working on, you know, it's an IP project, so it's like it's like DC Comics is big, you know, and it's um, and they were 
pretty good about like oh, allowing me to, you know, here's the story. I, you know, I come up with this story idea. It's like, okay, we worked, I worked with the editor and we just sort of nailed the story idea. And then they let me do whatever I, you know, I had to do. Um, but, but it's still DC comics, you know, so you have to really kind of live in that world. And um, it was good though. I mean, it was, it was very, because I did Goldie Vance, I already worked in a, in a kind of, in a kind of I, like a world that was already created. Goldie Vance yeah. was already created. It was a, it was a, a comic book first. And so I already understood what it's like to work in that space. Mm. Um, so it, it worked, it flowed very, you know, easily with uh, DC comics for the most part. Um, but you know, when I'm writing my own thing, I write my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't have to like, it's not, uh, you know, I'm not asked, you know, I work with an, uh, an editor, but I'm not, you know, I, for the most part, I'm just, the editor's just trying to get the best out of me. Yeah. I'm not, making sure I'm not stepping out of bounds out of, on certain things, you know? Yeah. And so then it's just a different kind of challenge. I don't mind it. It's, it's just, it's different, you know? So my babies are my babies. And then DC comics, that's DC comics <laughs> babies. I'm just helping. Did they, did they give you, did you have like free reign to, to go into the vaults? Like, Oh, I need to do research. So I need to do, do they like give you access to stuff? How did that work? They do. I mean, they do. And they give you like, oh, here's some books that you can read mm. uh, that has, you know, uh, this is what's happened with Jessica Cruz before. Uh, she's mm. she's she has, you know, she deals with anxiety. This is what she, you know, in the in, as an adult. And that's what, you know, and then you can see that in the in the book and, and on Earth, you can see that play out even more. So it was really interesting to talk about those things. And and to include um, other another character from from Green Lantern and have her meet him, meet together there, you know, in that in the beginning, and so like it's planting seeds. Um, so that was kind of it was really fun doing that. And also, I got to go to the DC Comics office and take pictures with Amazing. like you know. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at treatcv19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. They're, they're watch, they had Watchmen stuff and Batman. <laughs> you know, I was just yeah. like geeking out. <laughs> I was like, can you take a picture of me? You know? <laughs> like nerd. It was amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. And and I think that that that's a testament to how um, how um, people seeing your talent and what you could do because you're this is you you've been in the gold events world you've been in the DC world and prior to that access to Star Wars let's not forget let's that's not right. forget <laughs> it was for the what was it the 40th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back that's right that's right which was my favorite of that trilogy. I was like, if I'm going to be in anything, I was just like, yes, 
get me in that space where it's like the darkest uh, Star Wars ever, you know? <laughs> it's like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. I'm That's glad awesome, I was able man. to do it. <laughs> when you when they reached out to you, was it like, oh, we want, we're thinking about you or was it more, oh, we want you to do this and then were you freaking the fuck out? They were like, they reach out through my agent. My agent sends it to me and like, are you interested? <laughs> I was like, do you know me? Like, yeah. I was like, how many times have I tried to force my kids to watch that? Like, they're just like, I, again, I'm like, come on. It's, it's the best one. <laughs> no, it was amazing. When I got that email, I was like, how, like try not to be all eager. Yeah. Like, yeah. Give it a couple of days and then say yes. <laughs> You know, yeah. Instead of being like, hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh okay, let's get into let me tell you that I read this and I ate this up. Shout out to our girl Elisa, because she sent me the arc beforehand. But I had already pre-ordered because I don't mess around. I support my <laughs> friends and I pre-ordered it from the lip bar. Um and I read this and I was like, what? Also, because people need to know all your other books, the your your babies, your other babies, they were in based in New York, some Puerto Rico, da da da. This is right. the first LA. Yeah. And they also need to know that you're from the BX from Boogie Down Bronx, but you've been living out in LA for a long ass time. So this mm. is huge, I felt. And I was reading it and I, and I, I'm sure Hannah is listening to this right now and she she would felt the same way I was like yo those are the streets I know that whole shit I can see though you know what I mean it's like <laughs> it's our I, I don't live there right now but it's my town like it's part of me right. and to you know so anyways let's talk about we light up the sky tell the lovely folks what it's about so uh, We Light Up the Skies, it's a young adult book. It is an alien invasion story set in Los Angeles and centering three brown uh, Latin, Latin A, Latinx kids, high school kids, uh, Pedro, Luna, and Rafa, as they deal with this uh, this visitor and and uh, a city who, who wouldn't save them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so those it was uh yeah it was the perfect kind of like science fiction first context uh novel um set in LA. It was fun. <laughs> Amazing. And and just to give you context kids, she will just like I don't know, you know, just you know, we talk almost daily. She'll just be like, "Hey, I'm thinking I want to do like a, you know, a sci-fi like alien thing we're like oh that sounds awesome da, da, da. boom here it is it's dope <laughs> it's just like what what is this what did you and i will say i feel that a lot of creatives should take note from you is that you are disciplined as hell mm. you said i feel like you all you you set time aside you even created a space where you could just every day i'm gonna write and i've heard other writers other um screenwriters you know mm. novelists where they do that it's a discipline thing like I, I might be writing shit but I'm gonna write for this time and I feel like you're so prolific and we don't even know 
that you were busting that you just be like, yeah, I'm thinking about this. And then boom, here it is. And then, oh, by the way, this is also coming out. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, I just, I mean, I used to write a lot before I even had any books, like, and I was trying to write a novel, I would, I would write in, in the car. I was, I was reminded of that by my kid, you know, cause she would do her extracurricular stuff. And then I would just take my laptop with me and I would, yeah, it's like two hours sometimes waiting for a kid to finish. Yeah. And I would just write in the car or I would write in the benches, you know, the outside while you're waiting <laughs> and everybody would just see that. They'll be like, Oh, there she is doing you know um and that's how I would wrote Margot Sanchez I'm like so I'm I am very determined in that sense like I'm disciplined in that sense that I will dedicate time to projects that I really want make happen yeah and and I'll do that um some of that has to do with anxiety but a lot of it has to do with because I want to do it yeah yeah so it's a nice mix (laughs) yeah so you know it helps (laughs) And so, you know, I I heard you mention it in in another panel that I saw you on is that you kind of wrote this, but then the world happened to us. Yeah, it was the before times and then it was the fucking crazy times. And then what how did you come to the decision like, oh, I'm going to infuse this. I'm going to put this in here. Right. Um. I knew I wanted, I knew my next book was going to be a science fiction, like a alien invasion book. Like I knew that. Right. And then I was, you know, I had a deadline, you know, and I had to get it done. And um, yeah. And then, you know, COVID hit and I was just like, how do I write about, how do I write about this? Like I was feeling, you know, COVID is like, an invasion, you know? Yes. And so I was feeling that really hard and I needed to write through all those anxieties that I was dealing with, dealing with lockdown, dealing with people getting sick, scared, you know, people dying. Um, how do I write about this kind of overwhelming sense of grief and loss? Mm. Um, and so, you know, my only way of coping with things is through writing. So I wrote, we light up the sky with the, and with the, with the intention of marking how, how much we've lost because it's set, you know, a couple of years after COVID, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I had, you know, the mentality or I would had the hope that we would be done. <laughs> right. Like we were like, how silly of me. I thought we were going to be done. <laughs> and then, you know, so it's weird. Uh, there were there were a lot of people who were like, do we write about, you know, are we writing our books? Do we write about COVID? Do we, you know, and I'm just like, like I have to, if I'm going to write, I have to re- be as honest as possible. And I did write about it, you know? Yeah. But I don't want it to be a trauma, traumatized, re-traumatizing thing for young yes. people. Um, I really wanted to lean into this idea of like, it is okay to mourn loss, mm. and the loss that we have, you know, that we're still dealing with, you know? Yeah, so hopefully I like that. that. Hopefully, I conveyed that. I'm not sure if I did, but I feel, and that's like no bias because you're my girl. It's I was reading it because you know people on Twitter. You know, Twitter. It's it could be mm-hmm. a messy place. People choose violence some days, most days, and <laughs> and and I was just like, people are like, oh, people are signing on to do like a pandemic movie, and I was like, I don't want to fucking see that shit. And then when shows were like show like sh- shows that you know just they were current and they they show 
like how they're on mat with masks. And I was like, I don't want to see that shit. I need an escape. Right. 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 Like, I don't like you said, I don't want to re be I need an escape from it. I'm living it. Mm. I don't want to see it on my shit when I'm trying to right. relax on the on the rare case that I'm trying to relax. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, I don't want to relive that shit. But mm. I feel this was done in such a way because you're saying it's past it, but it's still talking about it in a real way. The real <laughs> ramifications and the mm. repercussions of what went down to 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 all of us but especially how it affected young people young right people. yeah and yeah I, I really I it that. was important for that in the sense because it's it's also like even though we're you you're you're kind of entering this world that I, that you know we light up the sky you're entering in the world where these young kids are just you know hanging out and sort of partying or like whatever just being obnoxious you know like being themselves <laughs> and being but then they're still dealing with all this other stuff right yeah so it's just like I don't know it just felt it felt very current super like, current current even now even though now kids you know in LA they're still masked up and stuff yeah they still want to go hang out and party <laughs> yeah they just want to be kids and I feel yeah. like it's it's very timely but I feel it, it's a classic because first and foremost you are healing my teen self. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like Margot, like to see someone with curly hair, you know, and then for, for uh, we light at the sky to see three Brown kids. Uh, uh, uh. Do you know what I'm saying? On the cover. <laughs> like if I would have known, you know, just looking through cover, I would have picked it on the cover alone. Do you know right, what I'm right. saying? <laughs> but also just the classic idea of being that young dealing with loss mm-hmm. no matter if it's from COVID or anything else mm. and 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 without giving anything away but just like how as a teen and coming from so many different types of circumstances how are you supported mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how was it treated how was death talked about how was mourning talked about like how was depression how was like all that I feel like that and, and it's a coming of age but it's like timeless I think the 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 alien situation kind of magnifies yeah yeah it magnifies that the, mm-hmm. it, it magnifies the feeling of not only just you know how aliens are usually oh it's about colonization and the other right Mm -hmm. but with these three brown kids is that they are living in their own spheres their own bubbles and so then you see really clearly how how each of them are kind of containing themselves you know in their bubble until you can't do that in 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 times of crisis you know and that's what we've learned even in pandemic like you like really learn who can i be down who's gonna be down and ride or die like really yeah ride or die right like we learned so well like oh you're going to tulum excuse (laughs) me what (laughs) and not year two but year one year one like remember we we're like wh- how, who's doing what on ig exactly <laughs> exactly it's yes for sure it's been it's been enlightening this these 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 what are they, it was the before times but i don't know what these are, times are called the fucked up times <laughs> i know but it's like it's i i was talking with a friend of mine is like i really cu- cut down on 
on friends, like yeah. friends, like I've just cut it down to like, oh, these are the, this is the core yeah. of the people that I could only, that I know I could rely on. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are very, you know, it's a very American mentality to be selfish yes. and be self-centered and just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just do whatever I want at the cost of everyone. Yeah. I don't know? give up. Like they don't, they have the, I don't give a fuck mentality. It's yeah. like, and, and I've been saying the past couple of times, I am low key grateful that we had the trash administration and a pandemic coincide so I could see some of these people, motherfuckers, true colors mm. and be like, oh, I would have never known. I would have been true. none the wiser. It's true. You're like, wow, I had no idea you were this. OK, I'm click on black, 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 black. <laughs> it, it's crazy. So so there we are. Um, so yeah, I recommend everyone buy it for the youngs in your in your families, but buy it for yourself. Hmm. I this is an amazing book. It's out now. I'm gonna have a link to all her dope shit. <laughs> so don't don't even don't even stress about it. What I want to get into now is how we met. Remember how I didn't know? I couldn't remember like how yeah. we met, but I do remember because we worked in the same spot. Didn't, is that the first time? I think so. Cause I don't know if I met you before I was freelance art directing there or. I don't think so. I think so we met through that. Cause of, yeah, it was cause you were working there and I was like, oh, meet this person. And it was Jen, Jen Kuroki. Yeah. Amazing Jen family. She held one of my legs during childbirth. That's what that's how close we're talking about. And I remember she was just like, and I remember it was at the job or not. And she was just like, oh, you got to meet her. You love her. She's from New York. She's dope. You know, and at the time you were um fashion writer, no? I was actually, I was their online editor in chief. Oh, so it was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> All right, let's get it right. No, <laughs> they were, um, it was a, it was a, a city. Like they, it was city like magazine. So this one was Angel Angelino, but I had to run all their city magazines for their mm -hmm. online content. And um, yeah, it was an interesting <laughs> life. <laughs> it was like, I think my last uh, gig as a, a journalist was working there. Yeah. And so thanks to Jen, thanks to <laughs> Mod, Mod Lux, Modern Luxury. That, yes. that's how we met but we met but we were not like hanging out or anything just like oh no. hi da, 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 yeah, yeah. Da. and then like <laughs> you know maybe see you because we have some some amazing pictures of us sweating at a wonderful like a stevie wonderful or something yes. <laughs> and so we like see each other like that but then it wasn't till i don't know when did we start like really talking it was it was just recently yeah it was i was living in, in la so it was at the dons so cano uh, Supernatural Bear was already born. And then we were going to have mm -hmm. you on the nerd out or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then at the same time, then I think it was I reached out. I was on um, Lady Emish, Elisa's show that she used okay. to have. And then she had you on and you had a show over there. And then that's I don't know right. how we where we like triangulated and joined forces. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, let's all. It's true. Something. Then we had a dinner and we started really connecting and talking, which is a pretty much a lifesaver for me during pandemic. Same. Fucking same. <laughs> you, you two amazing bitches, the, the talks that you guys, I don't know if I could have made it without you guys. 
This is the truth for me. You know, like (laughs) it was because it was so many. We were all going. The world was going through so many emotions, but it was like, you know, I don't know. And, And we could I feel we could. I could be as honest as fuck. It's like a safe space. Yeah. You know, and then we could talk mad trash. <laughs> and also, it's just like we were talking about this the other day. It's like we could talk about things like hip hop. Yes. Like going crazy when the wrist is out and we're just all like, <laughs> did you, uh, you know, like just live chatting it up. <laughs> like, yeah. There's so many, there's so many things. Like I, I mentioned in the, in the episode that we had where we're, all three of us are on Non B Productions Lights, episode two, go check it out. You know, it's like you guys cross over on so many things. We could talk about movies, hip hop, writing, you know, and I mm-hmm. learned so much from you guys because it's like, you know, you guys are from the literary world and I can learn so much from that. And then like we music. I mean, it's just it just runs everything. So uh, okay. thank you to Jen. Thank you to Modern Luxury. Thank you to you. Thank you to Elisa. Like it's been amazing. And also to see you go from oh, editor over here to, yeah, I'm going to write books. Oh, yeah. And then boom, 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 awards. It's (laughs) it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, to see your friends have, you know, I'm going to do this now. And it's not a dream. It's just like, I'm going to change directions now. I'm going to pursue this other shit that I like. And to see them not only do it, but thrive. I mean, it's it's gold. It's gold for days. Um, it was like it was funny because I ran into someone who I used to work with at Modern Luxury. We didn't run in. We we met um, this earlier this week, and it was just it was just nice to remember that. Oh yeah, you know, like that. Like we still like we, you know she she still write she writes books and she write and she's working for TV as well. And I was just like, oh, look at us, look at us. <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought? Look thought? at us. <laughs> amazing oh so uh, on top of you know the books and everything else and you've written for latina magazine and all these different things you've written some especially in the past couple of years you've written some really amazing personal mm. articles essays however you you classify them but the one the one that I think spoke to me and, and I, I remember I sent it to everybody and their mother because mm. it was that powerful is the talking to my family about colorism is an act of self love. Oh man. Thanks for seeing that. I really, I really appreciate that. That was, I don't like writing personal essays. <laughs> just uh, Let's be real. I like, it's really, it's it's really hard to be vulnerable on the page when you have to, you know, just be honest and and talk about things that maybe you're ashamed of, you know. And that that essay, that essay is a little bit. It's it's hard. It's hard for each of my essays. It's just hard for me to be that way because then I, I you know, I just grew up in this in a world where you're not supposed to be airing any of your dirty laundry out. Of course, and you're supposed to keep all that stuff quiet and and not say anything about it and so yeah, yeah I don't I get uncomfortable <laughs> yeah when I'm, they come sure. Out. <laughs> I'm sure but but I just want to say thank you and I'm sure everyone that's read that wants to say thank you because it was it was done in such a way where you're telling it from your personal experience 
but it's what 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 my friend says and what we say about this podcast is the universal and the specific like right. you're talking about specific people in your family and your specific unique story hmm. but it's fucking universal for days because i relate to that shit Right. My friends that I've sent it to, they're like, yo, I was like, I know I told you like, because it's come, it came out, I believe last year, right? I think 2020. so. Yeah, you're right. It was last year. Oh my goodness. It was last <laughs> yeah. year, which seems like a world ago, but it was last year. And it was like so many things were happening, right? Mm. It was like the, 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 the uprising, the revolution in the streets, the awareness, mm-hmm. the trash, you know, administration, the, the, there were so many different things. And mm. it was, a, I think for me, I was like, yes, perfect timing because we were dealing with the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And then seeing like, yo, where's our people? Where, mm-hmm. what, what, are, what, what are we not talking about? Oh, the shit that we never talk about that it's been in place for, for years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we yeah. don't talk about it in our personal families and our nuclear families and our extended families, let alone, you know, we love to group ourselves when something's winning. But when we want to talk about some real shit, like mm. this is necessary. This is the time to talk about it. Right. Because, you know, I, we always say, you know, the 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 powers that be, they don't want us to unite. They love right. this, is, this is by design. They want to keep mm-hmm. us separated. But if we need just like the United States, the world, but especially this country needs to talk about the bullshit that happened and be real with it. Our our Latinx, Latinx, Latin, whatever, however you want to call it, our black and brown you know, Afro-Latino communities, we need to talk about this shit mm-hmm, because we mm-hmm. can't move forward until it work. we recognize it. Have your kids been in a house playing video games in your space way too long? Now you can get them outdoors and still be social while social distancing at the skate side after school and group skateboarding classes. Skate students get to improve their skating and decompress after a long day or week of school. This program is awesome for beginners to get started or advanced skaters to take their skills to the next level. Go to theskateside.com and learn about our COVID-safe programs in Santa Monica, Culver City, Glendale, and South Pasadena. That's T-H-E-S-K-A-T-E-S-I-D-E dot com. The Skate Side. More kids skating. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's what's key. the solutions? But that's the step. That's major step number one. Like recognize, <laughs> recognize that colorism exists. And I feel like it's been a nice wave. And I feel that you're you were at the beginning, at the cusp of that, uh, you know, of that wave where it's like, oh, OK, oh, oh, I relate to that. It's necessary. Let's talk about it. So I feel like more and more people talk about it. So anyways. I'm going to have a link to this too. You guys have to read this. It it, it just breaks it down. And it's an honest, uh, vulnerable look of, of a situation. Yeah. I mean, it was it was interesting because then I think it was like, and then in, in the Heights came out and I was just like, oh. Yo. <laughs> in our it was, face. It was like, oh, okay. Like I was just like, wow. Okay. So then here it is. Here it is. Here's familia, you know, yeah. not not 
being not seeing what's right in front of them, you know, yeah. and the choices that are being made again and again in Hollywood, you know. And, by like, our, and this time by our own, by our own supposedly community. Right. And then I'm like, and I, you know, I have very little connection with Hollywood for sure, but I'm so aware of how, how that happens, you know, like, yeah. it's like, you want, you want, you want your stuff to be out there on the screen. How many, like, it's so hard to just get to that point. Yeah. And then you're just, and then you, I don't know, like I'm, and I get it. I just, I guess I could just say that I get it, yeah. but it's, it was, it was a, it was a misstep that maybe could have re- be remedied in a way, you know? Yes, for sure. So let's right. just hope that, you know, we have more of these conversations, um, you know, within our own, just, it starts at home. Exactly. (laughs) It starts at home. It starts with ourselves. Like, how am I? Right. I mean, myself. That's like like, your personal shit. Like that is like just checking, making sure that my blind spots, you know, and to be surrounded by people who are going to check you. Exactly. And and that's something that I was just telling uh, the Supernatural Bear yesterday. Like, if you're a good friend, you check each other. Mm-hmm. And not in a mm-hmm. way to take you down. It's just because I, you know what? I care about you. So I'm going to invest in time into saying like, yo, you're tripping. That's not right. Or maybe you should rethink this or blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I hope, I feel that you guys, you, you ladies, the LMC, the Nob B Productions really provide that for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, was just, I was just listening to this podcast about, it, it's a recap of Insecure. And they were talking about how like, you know, sometimes you need, you have those friends that are like ride or die that are going to be like, what's happening? Oh, let me, let's get this. Let's kill some people. Like, but they're not really aware and they're not really being, you know, um, constructive. Like maybe, right. Like maybe you're wrong. Maybe I shouldn't be killing this person. Exactly. You know, and then you have the friends that are just like there to help you out and listen and support you. And if you really come out of pocket, where it's detrimental to yourself and others, they'll, they'll be like, uh, excuse me? Are you really, th-? you know, and we need that, you know, we definitely I need that. Do. I do. Like, I'm always telling my friend, like, yo, if you hear me saying something <laughs> like that, make sure, like, no A, that I might be possessed and B, take me out. You know, like, I'm just like, make sure. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, okay, so let's get into these questions and comments from the audience. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. First, being from the Bronx, what is the one thing that pleasantly surprised you about LA? And having been here for a while, how do you think the two cities have equal weight and influence your work? Also, hugs to her. That is by our good friend that we mentioned earlier, Jen Karoki. Oh, She's a dope-ass so- ceramist. So I'll have a link to her stuff too. Buy Alan. her stuff. It's gorgeous. It really is so talented, um, super talented. And so uh, by her shit. So what's the, what's the answer to, to Jen? Um, it's so funny because I'm I, you know, I lived in L.A. for 20 years and I'm always Bronx. Like, look, I'm wearing a BX sweatshirt. <laughs> is. This is what she I wore is. today. <laughs> and so I'm always like always constantly, you know, have Puerto Rican flag in my car. Like I'm constantly <laughs> repping. And but I get into weird 
I've gotten into weird arguments with people in, in LA about it. Like, I don't know why, like, I just don't like, I guess people think that they need to have a conversation with me because I'm repping. And so then, then the Bronx comes out. Right. <laughs> and so then I'm like, here it is. Like, this is like signs of the universe telling me like, Oh, you just want a little bit of, of Bronx. You miss it here. You have an argument with somebody. And so it's been, it's really strange when that happens, but I'm just like, really? <laughs> So, but I do love LA. LA is a really kind of unique, a different type of city. Um, I'm, I'm always in awe of it. Like, I'm just like, oh, there's like gems in this, in this, in this city that people are, un are unaware of. For sure. You know, it's not just families who are living here who have grown up here, but there, there's like really beautiful moments in this city that I love. And I'm just like, I'm always discovering something new. And so that's why that's I I really do love it here. Um, but when I but I always get my my fix. I always go to New York, <laughs> go there, and then come back. <laughs> so I, I I'll be there uh, next month. So I'm ready. <laughs> you're, you're like a you're like our favorite vampires. Like you need a little bit of Bronx. You need a, next time you go, bring a little thing of Bronx soil. <laughs> <laughs> And put it like, under your bed <laughs> it's funny because we go to like there's a, a bakery near or whatever there's like bread it's like really asopao i think it's called bread or what is it called i forgot it's a special bread mm. and it's very soft and i kid you not i brought it back with me when i was in, the, in <laughs> from new york like last month i came in and i was like here to my husband he was like wow <laughs> so happy so happy i'm like it's just bread but we, we get it from this bakery in the bronx <laughs> that's special that's special, special. it's different <laughs> hilarious okay let's go to the next one it's um what is your personal practice around writing and self-care and also oh it's three parters what okay. advice would you give to your younger self and the final part your style is fire i got three fire emojis where <laughs> do you shop and this is by um Someone that's turning into a, a good friend. I feel we have a lot in common, a writer and creative in the well-being space. She's part of my Inspired Action tribe. Her name is Jessica Marquez Cable. Gable. I'm sorry if I'm messing that last part up. But yeah, she asked. She's a fan. She loves your work. She also loves your style. Oh, thank you. Um, um, so, OK, I guess the first one is about advice, uh, advice about for my the younger writing, self. What is your personal practice around writing and self-care? Okay. So writing self-care is, um, that's a new one for me. <laughs> so, I mean, I could say that only because I'm not currently writing a book mm. and I'm taking a really long kind of break from that well and just being very specific <laughs> as to what I want to work on next. So before I would just be like, hustle, hustle, hustle. And I'm lucky in the sense that I could take that little break. Um, but that, so that to me is self-care <laughs> is yeah. allowing myself to like, just be open to inspiration and, and really kind of think of where I want to go next when it comes to my writing um, and, and being okay with that. And that's mm -hmm. to me is a challenge is being okay with that. <laughs> it's like, uh, cause sometimes I find myself like, Oh my God, I should be writing. And I've written almost, I would write every day, you know? And now it's like, it's okay to just read a book. It's I'm like, all of this is helping inform my next project. So, um, so self-care is just being okay. With, with whatever yeah. it is the path leads me to, you know? Yeah. Stay um, still for a little okay, bit. Okay, so, yeah. Advice for your younger self. Advice for the younger self. Um, 
the advice for my younger self is I wish I didn't have as much doubt as I used, as I did when I was mm-hmm. younger, when it came to my writing talent, I had really huge doubts. And, um, and I think that really stopped me from pursuing even my journalism. Like it just, mm-hmm. I, you know, I stopped myself from like applying to journalism school, you know, journalism school, because I didn't think I was good enough. I would stop myself from applying to other jobs because I didn't think I was good enough. Um, and now I'm just like, y'all need me. <laughs> so when I get a rejection, which I still do, I'm just like, you failed. <laughs> you a mess. You're going to catch the vapors. <laughs> For sure. Oh, because it's the truth, kids. I don't know what you're thinking. It's the truth. Um, she's telling no lies detected. Um, and then your style is fire. Where do you shop? You and you oh. know what? You don't. You know you don't have to give out. Oh, I, you, you know, <laughs> I honestly, I mean, I wish if I had money, money, I would be yeah. like Alexander McQueen and, and Prada. Oh, I love, I love those clothes, but I have, I'm not money, money. So <laughs> I, I, I very selective, you know, buy clothes that makes look, that makes me look good. And, and I used to be a fashion editor, so I'm really into fashion and really into clothes and details of clothes and how they're made. I think it's an art form and it's a way of expressing yourself. So I do love wearing clothes. <laughs> so even though I'm in my sweats today, um, when I when I'm in a, you know, when I do events, even Zoom events, I make sure that I, I dress accordingly. <laughs> yeah, you're really good about knowing your colors. Like that's yeah. hard. Like I'm just getting into because I I was I got the green undertone, so a lot of shit looks like shit. So I just stay black. But it, but I'm starting to get into colors. But you're really good at going with colors, like bright colors Mm-mm-mm. and patterns, and they look really good on you. But also, kids, I mean, if you don't know what Lillian looks like, you need to look her up, and then <laughs> just know that her and her sister. They are Benjamin buttoning their asses through this life. Let me tell you. Okay. I would say that my sister really does help me. uh, Like she'll, she's like whatever fashion sense I got, I I definitely got it from my sister who was really at a young age, really knew how to dress and really would go to vintage stores. You know, we didn't have any money, but she would just buy, you know, vintage clothes and thrift stores and just really know how to dress and I think I got that from her so sometimes I'll go home and she'll still be like here I I saw this here and I'm like fabulous (laughs) Uh, amazing okay so this part is it's um an audio visual question coming in. And so the audience, of course, you're only going to hear the visuals, but just know, I mean, just audio, but you, the visuals are on point too. So let's see if I have this. And if not, you won't hear it because I'll edit it so that you won't hear me mess up, but (laughs) let's see. Okay. Can you see this? Yes. Yo, welcome to this episode. Can you hear that? Those mujeres. Okay, let me let me start it from the beginning. (laughs) Okay. You can hear it though? Yeah, I could. Okay, okay. Here it goes. Here's a question. Yo. Welcome to this episode of Dos Mujeres Un Chinito. You know what it is. 
This message is for uh, the Butter Pecan Rican, Lilium. It's your boy. I'm out here in these Burbank streets. Holla. Yo, I wanted to know, since you're Boricua, I always wondered, sort of a New York question, how come Puerto Ricans be getting tight whenever you mistakenly ask them if they're Dominican? Yo, what's your beef? You guys think you're better than everybody else? You got your little parade? You guys think you're fucking big time, Frankie Valley? Is that what you think? Anyway, I want to hear it from you guys. Tell me, why why is uh why do you guys get so offended? Hmm? What's so special? Holler. Oh my god, that is amazing. I feel I mean, I feel really privileged and honored to receive <laughs> of like that question. I mean, I mean, it's just too much. It's too much. Ugh. That's How do from, I answer this? That's from episodes. Word to your mama. Episode six guest Kano Kid, the the mild mannered hooligan, <laughs> and they have this. You know, they have this thing because they're both from New York, and they're the same. They've been out here for a while, and they need a little New York fix. And you needed a little New York fix. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so true that he broke it down with the parade. <laughs> you got a parade. <laughs> You think you're better, no, <laughs> but, I mean, but I also like the 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 deep the deep dive the the B side of instead of those mujeres un camino those mujeres un chinito he's Equ- Chinese Ecuadorian hilarious I mean to me that alone <laughs> should be our next like the next podcast that we see you <laughs> that should be the title. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. <laughs> Those mujeres un chinito will take the world by storm. It'll be fire, fire, It'll fire. It'll be like seven fire emojis. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh. I, I don't have a beef with, with Dominic, like Dominicans. Like, you know, I mean, if I bring down the history of that, we all know why. Just yeah. read my, just read the essay just read on the colorism. Essay. <laughs> That, that answers the question why the PRs have problems. You know, I mean, that is the key. That, <laughs> that is. is the key right That's there. That's what it is. But I mean, my book, uh, uh, Never Look Back, is all is all DR love. Yeah. It's all DR love. Yeah. So make sure you get that as well. <laughs> make sure you cop that as well. But uh, yeah, shout out to everybody who who submitted the the questions and comments. You know, Kano going above beyond. I was like, give I go give me audio. I want to play audio because she needs that voice. She needs that New York voice. You know, I know it's Queens versus BX, but it's New York nonetheless. It's the New York sensibility. But then he sent me the video. He sent it to me last night. I was I go. She's gonna love this shit. She's gonna love I it. I love it. I'm telling you, is that's gonna be the next podcast? We, <laughs> someone, someone, pay us all the monies. So we all, we're not gonna do it unless we get paid. <laughs> Just listen to this episode, right? And then go listen to him and I together and then imagine us three together. I think it'll be on. It'll be on because it's all, it's like, it's new. It's Queens, Bronx, and LA. It's like LA. It's Cali. It's just- West Coast. Yeah. West Coast, East Coast, Ecuadorian, Chinese. Yeah. Boricua, Mexicana. I mean, we cover a lot. (laughs) (laughs) 
repping hard. Repping hard. It's it's tough being from Animation City. Um, <laughs> At least he has, I mean, over there, over the hill, at least there's a Puerto Rican restaurant. I don't even oh, have yeah. a Puerto Rican restaurant that's, here. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he does have that. And he goes, he when he eats over there. You guys are just <laughs> like, I miss, man. People don't understand the good food. Oh, yeah. The good food LA has. It's all so true. Types. I you love the place else. You were like, oh, man, I didn't know how good I had until you're gone and I'm gone. And it's <laughs> it's missed. And then, you know, so one of my uh, friends, she uh, was I don't she posted where she was going to go eat. I was like, you're hurting me. I go that that's that's painful. And then, you know what she does? Savage. She sends me a picture of her eating the taco. I was like, oh, savage. Oh, so good. Savage. I'm always like, oh, there's a new rest. I'm like, whenever someone wants to meet for a restaurant, I'm like, where do you want to? Tell me now because I'm barely going out, but they're like, yeah. can we go somewhere new? Because I'm like, I've yet. I mean, you haven't hit everyone. Like, I'm like, show me all the good restaurants. My goodness, right? We get excited. So about many, that. so many. I know. Um, <laughs> Lilian, muchísimas gracias for doing this. It was so much fun, as I knew it would be, as I knew it would be. <laughs> and make sure you go get everyone's shit. Any so what what is coming up in the pipeline so people get ready and if they can pre-order, you know, order what 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 are we doing? No, we just got we light up the sky. Anything that co- that comes out won't be coming out until 2 years from now. So nice. uh it's just we light up the sky, buy my book, buy never look back. It's on paperback now. It's going to be it's audiobook it's, it's being translated. Yeah. So we'll have that soon. I'm not sure when, but I'm excited about Never Look Back being translated. I've been talking with the the translator and she's she's really look she's really paying attention like it's uh translators are amazing writers and so she's just really being you know, just specific and I love it. So Yeah. Because you can get fucked up translations, so you just really want to make sure that it translate the, the emotion that you you were trying to convey. So that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. So that I don't know when that comes out, but yeah, just buy never look back. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> just buy just, all her books. Just buy all her books. <laughs> <laughs> I love being on here. I love talking to you, you know. You know this. <laughs> and don't forget we're we're really serious, but not, but we're serious about dos mujeres un chinito. Okay. So get get us that bag and we'll make it happen. <laughs> I'm so down. I mean, it'll be so many arguments. It'll be perfect. <laughs> it'll be perfect. People need it. People need it. <laughs> Thank you, Lilia. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> and now, introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear What's up, guys? SME16 here. And today's spotlight is Miss Lilium Rivera. And she writes books such as Dealing in Dreams, Never Look Back, and The Gold Event Series, etc. She writes amazing books, which you should definitely go check out. And my mom will most likely put a link in the description below of the episode. Oh, sorry, show notes. I'm part of the show biz, not the pod biz. The show notes. Um, so that way you can go purchase all of her 
um, amazing books. You can also find them in some local libraries as well, but she's an amazing author, and like she deserves she deserves way more credit than she actually gets. Like she already gets a lot of credit about like a about um seven credit, but she should be getting an eleven credit. Also, this is out of ten. Eleven credit, cause her books are so good. They never use words such as said multiple times for one character in a chapter. They instead use things like exclaimed, cried, shouted, whispered, and it's just so expressive. Also, that was Ritzy P, aka my mom, laughing in the background. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to Words Your Mama. And thank you, Miss Lillian, for being on the show. All right. Bye, guys. There you have it, folks. Episode 53 of Word to Your Mama with Lillian Rivera. Dope. She's fantastic. And you probably don't know me. If you know me, you know I can't fake the funk even if I know you. So please know that I am sincere about her writing. Sincere about the length, how she takes you on to these, all these different genres. You're like, I don't know. I mean, she could write this, but can she write a mystery for the Goldie Vance? Yes, she can. (laughs) Can she write sci-fi with We Light Up the Sky, Alien Invasion? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yes, you can. Um, and I just want to give, again, a special shout out to both Lilium Rivera and Elisa, a.k.a. Lady Emish. Go check out. I'll have a link to her episode with DJ Fatrick because they do the amazing show Heartbreak Monday Radio. Big shout out to them. They are an integral part of how I was able to survive the past couple of years. Rider dies, man. Rider dies. So, gracias, hermanas. I appreciate you. I love you. I see you and I hear you. And also, you know, the supernatural, I told you, the supernatural bear just stating facts. <laughs> and who doesn't want to hear this spinoff of Dos Mujeres Un Chinito? I think it's going to be crazy. It'll be fantastic. <sighs> so, make it happen, folks. As always, thank you so much for the support. If you have any questions, any comments, leave some reviews, but also reach out. You know, send an email to hola at wordtoyourmama.com and, you know, DM us, do whatever, da 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 da. And support, donate, be, become a patron uh, on Patreon. Tell your folks, tell your peeps, tell your friends. And as always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritzy P. Intro beat produced by Nico Beats. If you want to know more, you want to email us, you want to get the media kit, go head over to wordtoyourmama.com. Word to Your Mama is now part of the Latina Podcasters Network. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by ritzyperiwinkle.com.